We are so excited to welcome Izzy, one of the members of the Rework team, to this episode. Reworks are a fantastic company who take extremely difficult to recycle materials and rework them into new items. So we spoke to Izzy about how the idea of Reworked came about and what they do with the difficult to recycle items and how they make responsible disposal of these items just more accessible to us, the consumer. Okay, so Izzy, it would be great if you could tell us a bit about you and Reworked and your team. Indeed. So my name's Izzy Glazard and I work for Reworked. Um, Essentially, we are a recycling company, but I think that really understates what we actually do. Um, what, what we do is we specialise in recycling all the things that people, you know, refuse to recycle essentially because it's too hard to do. So things like plastic bottles, we'll say, no, no, you know, we'll leave that to the big guys. It's easy to do. <laughs> but things like ghost fishing gear, cosmetic waste, PPE, the stuff that's super tricky. It's like made of complex and you know, it's just as prevalent as your plastic bottle, but it's just really, really hard to recycle it. That's mm. our bread and butter. That's what we love to do. And yeah, we're just really passionate about doing environment sustainability work in the process of it all. Yeah, that's amazing. So when you say we, how many of you are there? Is it a small team? Is it a big team? So we're currently a really, really very small team. So there's about mm. six of us at the moment. Wow. Um, for the size of the projects that we've been taking on in the past year is is a very small team so it gets pretty intense but we we all love it and we're all really passionate about it so I think that helps you know yeah definitely helps but yeah very small yeah it's amazing and especially with what you do with recycling such hard to recycle materials like I've me and Soph, we I don't think we've followed we we followed you for ages, we were. So we're so excited to have you on the <laughs> on the podcast. But we haven't I haven't seen many companies other than TerraCycle that do anything like you guys do. So it's really incredible that you have created your I, this whole idea of reworked. And I love the name. It's just it's just amazing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's not many other people doing it, and sometimes you'll find there'll be a company that just focuses on like ghost fishing gear and fishing nets, that kind of thing. But, you know, the best thing that we say is that we'll buy everything once. So, you know, people can come to us and say, oh, we've got this product, this piece of packaging. We have no idea if you'll be able to recycle it. And often, you know, but we'll try it once. And, uh, you know, that definitely helps us how it makes things always challenging at least. <laughs> Amazing. So, I I mean, obviously, if there's any secrets that you're not allowed to divulge, (laughs) you know, the behind the scenes or anything, but how, what what is the actual process of the the recycling that all the materials go through? So there's no secrets. (laughs) We don't like to keep it a secret, (laughs) although not many people are doing it. You know, we completely believe in transparency. I don't think, you know, hiding it away and letting it be a secret is a good thing for anybody. But um essentially currently obviously we have to quarantine everything that comes in that's kind of our first stage we then shred it all up and it all goes into a giant shredding machine and then our maker man our site manager mike creates a recipe his secret recipe that nobody else really knows (laughs) (laughs) out of all the out of all the different recycled plastics that we get in from from different places you know so we've got manufacturing waste ppe the ghost fishing gear you know it needs to go in in certain quantities just to ensure that you've got that structure you know really right and that's consistent 
And it basically goes into what's essentially like a giant toasty machine or a giant waffle maker. <laughs> That's how we like to describe it. Just no way. The only way. But it's essentially a heat press and uh, fuses all of those plastic pieces together into a nice press. And uh, we've got joiners that we work with. We machine and we chop it all up and we make furniture and sheds and bins that kind of stuff that's actually it's it's incredible and I've seen your planters your chairs and they look amazing they look so good it's like a real (laughs) stylish piece of furniture and can people actually buy that from you then do you resell that yeah yeah definitely we like we like to pride ourselves on being able to do end-to-end and actually take in this recycling waste and then we can actually sell it back at the end as a bench or we can custom design something for someone's office you know that kind of thing and we love that but we also believe like if you are a large company and you're responsible you should be responsible for back or at least some of it back form yeah. so if you can suggest you know but put it back into your warehouse or put it back in as a bin or a bench then that's kind of the ideal situation for us that circular economy kind of model yeah so on that do you is your waste major like does it come in the majority from just people you know because people like us we can buy um you know a box that, and just send it back to you or is it companies is it big companies or is it small companies like where does the waste come from so most of it is businesses we do get a few people who are interested obviously there's a price associated uh, you know we don't expect people to pay that household you know we do but like our businesses right okay. well they should take care of it if they're selling this stuff you know and offer this service so it's mostly businesses you know we do take back schemes and stuff in supermarkets and shops we work with the likes of boots and hopefully that will expand into more more places but yeah most of it's businesses when we do a bit of sort of manufacturing waste if get damaged and in that sort of warehouse manufacturing situation then we can take that and recycle it too yeah it's amazing I think it's great because it's almost like you are you're encouraging companies to take back you know if you're making these items you're producing this Mm. you should be responsible for it when it goes out into the world so it should come back to you because there's so many things like like you just listed a whole host of them um but things like um car seats for kids those mm. sort of things like they can't be recycled at all they yeah. just have to go to landfill so companies that are manufacturing the likes of car mm. seats surely they should have it sent back to them and then they're the ones who are responsible of disposing yeah. of it definitely i mean there's there's new ways and new ways to sort of manufacture things in a way that's more eco-friendly these days or mm. you can choose plastic that's easy to recycle so if you're then choosing to manufacture in a way that's not easy to recycle, then you should definitely find a route to recycle that waste or find a way to edit your product and your product line, the things you're selling. Like definitely, you know, there has to be a solution there. You can't just keep excusing things. It's it's just not it's not the way forward. Yeah, definitely. I was I was reading about Coca Cola because they used to sell bottles they, they used to sell it in glass bottles mm. and then the plastic bottle was mm. you know invented um and coca-cola the reason why 
they swapped out to plastic was firstly it was obviously a lot cheaper than glass but also it couldn't be returned because they used to have the return system of the glass uh. bottles but plastic can't be returned so then it they passed the responsibility mm. to get it recycled onto the consumer um wow. so i feel like yeah a lot a lot of companies they may have started out with good intentions yeah but mm. then saw the cheaper option less hassle yeah. And uh, yeah, and they, they went right down that route instead. Wow. So, um, I've never heard that. That's pretty crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I but mean, yeah, Coca Cola is. says a lot. The, the, the yeah. company itself is, is known as one of the most polluting companies in mm-hmm. the whole world. And, mm-hmm. and that, that's part of it because they are you know, billions of plastic bottles out there that they don't have to be responsible for. So, yeah. So it's nice that there's companies like you coming out and saying, yeah, be responsible. We'll help you with it. We can, you know, we can actually do something with it. So, because uh, we know, you know, recycling, it's not a solution, really. We, we've discovered that only around 9% of things that we throw into recycling actually gets mm. recycled. So what, do you know what the main issue is with that? Why is recycling such a problem? Why is it so difficult to do? I think it's not designed with recycling in mind essentially i mean recycling if it was effective and people say didn't contaminate their recycling at home it would be a lot more Mm. effective and also if you could actually recycle more things at home there's a lot of confusion like there's no clarity on what you can actually so it becomes this really ineffective thing you know if there was a lot more clarity and a lot more education and people really took it seriously i think it would be a much more effective route especially for things like paper stuff like that you know things that are slightly less damaging it's always going to be this element of necessity to things that are not long-term use that are not reusable you know it's part of our lives now so we have to find a way to be able to recycle those things until there is a more long-term solution and a really sort of ingrained change in how we behave consume and it's going to take a hell of a long time to do but we're now seeing that push from consumers to sort of force manufacturers and force stores to consider these things. As the other day, and I saw you go down the aisle for all your cleaning products, and there's now refill bottles. There's a whole section for refill bottles, and it's like such a small thing, but I was like, wow, like that is a big change, a huge change. And if you can sort of encourage people to really make that change, then that's that's. so true um so yeah so we um we ask everyone that comes on the podcast about your own personal struggle with your own Mm. eco journey so what is a struggle in your life with regards to your eco journey so i think the biggest struggle for me would be affordability i think there's so many incredible products out there these days even small things like bamboo toilet paper which has less effect on the planet that kind of thing uh, all the way down to like just what type of toothbrush you buy you know can be more eco-friendly things like this stuff it all has quite a significant price tag and of course if you add it all up you probably are saving money in the long run but that sort of initial forking out doesn't seem natural almost so I think that's something that's definitely been a little bit of a roadblock and I've sort of set myself a challenge now each month I will replace sort of something that I'm going single use and try and find a reusable version or more economical version more eco version of that of that service sort of 
throughout your life. I think there's sort of a really big pressure these days as well, like to be zero waste and to be zero waste instantly. And I don't think that's helpful for anybody. And I think slow and steady is perfectly acceptable. And I think, you know, they shouldn't allow people to make you feel guilty. You know, it's not easy, especially when money is definitely an issue. And uh, yes, it should be cheaper to buy a box of apples plastic on then warning plastic mm. but that's just not the case these days is it so yeah definitely yeah. that's the trickiest thing for me <laughs> yeah no you're so right and and that that's why we set up this podcast in the first place mm. because people were not having those conversations it does seem to be you have to do everything perfect you have to be zero you know mm. in the zero ways yeah. you have to be plastic free and yeah, yeah. yeah for so many people it's just not attainable at all no um and you know everyone's yeah. lifestyles are different everyone's circumstances and you can't assume that everyone's going to be able to do this at the same pace but yeah. you know so long yeah. as you're doing what you can when you can then that's yeah. that's you know those those small swaps of what is a, a creating a bigger impact than what you even realize. definitely so, yeah yeah, I saw I, something that said a lot of people trying a little bit to be more sustainable than a very small amount of people being completely zero waste. And I think that's very, very true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. As long as everyone is doing a bit, then, mm. yeah, we're all in this together and we can all do yeah, yeah what we can. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, totally I agree as, and especially as well with think companies like yourself like reworks you know coming up because how long have you been a company when did you start uh so only just over a year so things have gone very thick and fast <laughs> yeah so see, like, just in, within a year you have created such an amazing company with such a fantastic yeah. sort of end-to-end recycling scheme that I've never really come across before it's Mm. totally new to to me and it's just like to do that within a year it shows that I I think that so many more people are becoming aware and so many more companies are becoming open to to doing things and and recycling people are just opening people's eyes are opening so much more to you know zero waste uh, movement and I think it's so positive there's so much hope for the future for me um seeing people like you and companies like you uh you know pop up and and create these amazing things that haven't happened before Mm, I think hopefully you know when people see how much success you can have in a relatively small amount of time it might encourage more people to come along and give it a go and you know, people yeah. are actually desperate for these solutions and everyone's yeah. kind of searching yeah. the same problems. And actually, you know, people just need to action it a little bit more and the, the solutions are out there. You've just got to really want to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you I get mean. any... Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, Amy. You do, you, <laughs> do you get any help from the government at all? Is there any sort of, like, green grants or anything that is helping reworks with what you're doing? So not currently um, at the moment. It's it's quite a thing, I suppose. You have to be a certain size, I think, to be taken seriously. And obviously being quite front into the market, it's, it is a tricky thing. But it, obviously it's something we're looking into. And, but it's, it's really tricky, especially with sort of councils and stuff, because they have incineration. Yeah. The incinerators, essentially, and they have to meet those contracts have to meet those minimum amounts to be put into the incinerator every month so 
if you were to retract from that and start recycling things, they wouldn't, they'd be breaching their contracts. So essentially mm. they can't help a lot of them, which is ridiculous, awful for the planet, but that's just how it is at the moment. Yeah, that's quite shocking to hear, actually, Definitely. that they would rather, be, well, because they're tied into a contract, their hands yeah. are tied, but they have to burn things, which we know is not good for the planet at all, mm. um, then, uh, then actually, yeah, recycle it, which is yeah. way more better. But I Not mean, I, I the think, beast. Yeah, yeah, but I see your traction. Like I saw the post the other day, your um, the planters in Piccadilly. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. Fortnum and Mason's flagship yes. store. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and they look amazing. so good as well. Yeah, they yeah, really do. Incredible. Great to have the support of businesses like that. I mean, it's it's such a small thing, but I guess that recognition it, it gets you seen in the right places. So when it does come to government, it's like, you know, these people have their trust in us. So why don't you put your trust in us too? And yeah. we can do yeah. things like imagine if every single bin on the street was made out of recycled. Like, I mean, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it should be yeah. an I absolute you guys, standard. <laughs> you guys could be on the way to doing that though with what you're doing. I mean, working with boots, like that's huge. Like how oh, many yeah, stores awesome. are you in with boots? Is it all stores? Can everybody recycle with you at so each boot we're store? We're currently in a trial period, but we are looking to expand that drastic uh, in the next sort of what month I think it's going to be. Uh, it's hopefully, you know, it was just a trial period to see how it's going. And now we want to make it accessible to everybody in the UK. And yeah, we you know we don't want any plastics waste going to landfill when it, it just doesn't need to be there. You know that we can it's per yeah. material. Yeah, I mean and that is, is that, such is... a great goal. Sorry, Amy, I keep talking over Go. you. <laughs> We're just too keen. We're too keen. <laughs> yeah. to ask loads yeah. of I want to talk. <laughs> um, yeah, so I suppose with like the cosmetics, um, is, is the issue with recycling those, is it because there's so many different types of plastic that are used on one cosmetic item? Yeah. Is that the main issue? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a couple of issues, really. So things like your lipstick and your really, really hard plastic. So that's mm. a really tricky thing to work with, that hard plastic. And most things have little metal components in them as well, which is a, a, one of the biggest issues. So you'll okay. notice if you get to the bottom of your eyeshadow or your blusher, it'll have like a little metal thing yeah. at the bottom. So most recycling plants, because removing that and separating that material is such a lengthy process, we'll just say no, just flat out, no, there's no mm. point doing this. That sort of hard plastic is such a grade one. Anyway, it sort of becomes unviable for them so that's that's why that's such a tricky tricky thing to do right yeah. yeah so you've you've partnered with boots and was that with maybelline as well that you partnered with so it's with boots one? and number seven. Oh, number seven i'm sorry yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, fantastic. So, yeah number seven have sponsored that but uh hopefully you know we want to offer this in even more stores than just boots really because yeah. cosmetic waste is such a big problem and that you know they might be the, one of the biggest retailers but there's definitely others out there so watch this space <laughs> there'll be more <laughs> are you are you looking then. to partner with other companies already with somebody but can't talk too much on that just yet but Ooh. uh yeah got more exciting news coming soon so <laughs> oh brilliant yeah. very good yeah um, so as as a scouser as someone who is from Liverpool <laughs> um I was quite surprised to see that Reworked had partnered with The Sun um Indeed. so what was the um 
you know, what was the hook with the sun? What what led you to to partner up with them? Yes, the sun. So I'm sure you probably won't be surprised to hear that that's definitely a question we've had a hell of a lot since partnering with them. And to be honest, when when the initial email came through from them sort of saying they wanted to partner on the PPE scheme, there was definitely a bit of umming and ahhing, you know. <laughs> it's not the obvious partnership for us, definitely isn't. The main thing that sort of drove us to go ahead is is that initial, is this the right audience for us? Well, everything we ever do is targeted at the pocket of people, the same demographic people that you would consider to already be very sustainable very mm. very sort of left-wing uh, that that's the sort of people that are always targeted and we thought that's actually all the reason that we need to do this partnership you know it's a completely it's just a demographic of people ignored when it comes to sustainability and you know it was a decision that lightly in that let's reach a uh, this demographic of people that nobody else is actually trying to talk to. It's a really important message. Sustainability, recycling, PPE waste. Uh, that's why. <laughs> yeah. So what? what is the um, – I, I don't – obviously I don't read The Sun and I don't really know anyone yeah. who reads The Sun. So what? what is the, the demographic of people that read The Sun? I mean, it's people? hard to say, but it's definitely not the usual uh, demographic. You know, you think of sort of the eco, the typical, a little bit hippie, maybe, <laughs> care yeah. about recycling. You, know, you kind of have an idea of who that is, you know. We're really, really engaged with these kind of schemes already. They are definitely not the type of people you would expect to be reading this and Very, very mm-hmm. opposite, you know, and we just saw this as an opportunity to, you know, let's speak and see, let's see how different it is. You know, are we going to get the same kind of engagement? Something that you know we shouldn't be ignoring because you can't just have a pocket of people, you know, for for no good reason. Like, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And has yeah. it has it been received well from that demographic? Have yes, you found that definitely. they've been more engaged with it? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I mean, to a surprising level, actually, we it's it's had a lot of really positive feedback and. You know, the, the bins that are in Morrison's filled up, uh, some of them over one weekend were absolutely wow. face masks. So to say that we have, you know, through that partnership, that, you know, what will be hundreds of thousands of masks at the end of it, you know, yeah. it, that's amazing. We can sort of hold our heads high yep. with that. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, so it's been definitely. a positive outcome for it then? Yes, definitely. 100%. Yeah. It's been good. Yeah, amazing. Um, so I suppose does that give you some hope for the future? What 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 hope do you have for our future that we are, you know, <laughs> doing good things and and we can fix the the, the damage that we've done? Mm. I mean, the hope for the future is to give more brands. I think it's for us. Sort of the the close goal would be to set up some sort of recycling schemes. I mean. It's something that a lot of people have been talking about. You might yeah. have seen the headlines about a couple mm. of supermarkets. But, I ah. mean, from our <laughs> our point of view is we, we've we sort of been observing lines on, you know, this supermarket has set up a sort of recycling scheme, but mm. literally no evidence that things actually recycled. If you actually read in the small print yeah. of some of the, the view to 
in the future. So for us, it's like watching wow. everybody essentially. Um, so we really want to partner with at least one supermarket and say, actually, we're we can be recycling the stuff. We're, we're doing it the way that it should be done and on that yeah um, yeah because that is quite a, a worrying thing because I do see you know these supermarket bins and I, I, t- I personally take my soft plastic to those bins and I'm thinking oh great that's that's me doing yeah. my bit I'm doing something fabulous but then you do think actually what 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 does the supermarket yes. do with that <laughs> what capacity does the supermarket have to recycle mm. that because I'm sure they don't have a big waffle maker like you do no. <laughs> in their in their warehouse because yeah you know that so that is actually a concern for me and something I was meaning to ask Mm. you you know when you see schemes like that that supermarkets offer is that realistic uh yeah a lot of the time no a lot of the time it's wish cycling you know you pop it in because Mm. it says recycle on it and you hope and pray that one day that thing will you but definition of recycling even kebs are you see on curbside recycling that's how much has been picked up by the bin man that's not how much has been turned into something new and you know that that amount could be one percent that's actually becoming something new and you would never know Mm. tell you you know they've got to keep that Mm. as as strong as possible so yeah i think accountability is going to become a much bigger thing than it is now there's going to be it's not just brands saying not just the consumer saying to brands like you need to find a recycling route it's actually prove it like actually prove that you've done something positive with this with this yeah I do think that is coming to be honest because there has been a massive push for consumers to be like okay you know give me an option to recycle it but now Mm. I think a lot a lot more questions are being considered and asked by consumers of actually what is happening with my recycling because more and more keeps coming unraveled that greenwashing is just such a big thing now because we yeah. are demanding more eco-friendly solutions and companies just aren't, aren't capable willing or you know have the facilities to do that so I think yeah I think it's obviously a quite it must be quite exciting for you at Rework to to know these sort of things because they're opportunities mm. for you I suppose they're opportunities for new partnerships and and new areas in which you can actually provide these people with solutions yeah it's, it's kind of just drives that ethos entirely like transparency mm. like a must it's an absolute given for us you know we'd like to create videos and show people exactly how everything works because if yeah. the, it ever comes into question you just greenwash everybody else we can say actually no mm. look it's literally this bottle this is what yeah. it's become this is how it's happened and uh yeah we, you know we don't want to get dragged down with the people who are definitely not saying you know not quite doing what they say that they are yeah. yeah. So, what I, I I think I was going to ask you this at the beginning. What actually inspired <laughs> Reworked? Like, what who you know who came up with this idea? Like, what inspired it? Was it because of the plastic waste and the issues that we have with you know not being able to recycle those really hard to recycle things? Our director Steve Carey sort of came up with the idea, and he. To years. It's like a family-run business, always been in and the focus was always on valuable recyclables, you know, making money. We know that this type of plastic, it has this value. And then I guess he sort of and for the C and C 
I just asked the obvious question of, well, what about all the other stuff that we're not taking? Everybody is ignoring this stuff. How, how can we continue to ignore this and, f- and feel good about it at the end of the day? You know, you can't yeah. call yourself a recycling company, but only be recycling. Uh, I think that challenge sort of people to him and to make that into a business. Yeah, and it's gone incredibly well. I, I you know, just from, yeah. <laughs> well, from an outs- from an outsider's perspective, seeing what you guys have done in the last year and how much you've grown and who you're partnering with and you know what you're offering consumers and businesses, I think it's um, you know, must have been such a he must feel so good and and it's a success. Yeah. <laughs> lucky, I think yeah. <laughs> a lucky <Wow>. win. <laughs> Definitely. So in in that speak, what is next for rework? Like, what are your plans? What are your big aspirations? Yeah, just to expand as much as possible, as many new brands as possible. Essentially, you know, the way we see it running is we want to free to the general public as possible. Mm-hmm. We want every single we currently can't recycle able to walk into their local shop, shop it in, and go make it as easy as possible for everybody just about to set up a, a school um a little scheme with schools called school Sat, where we want to educate next generation you're gonna kick it when it comes to yeah and saving the planet and all we're doing sort of a big educational piece and a take back scheme and recycling with those they can actually end points to get free furniture things for the school yeah oh wow oh amazing that's it yeah. that sounds so good yeah, no, yeah. lovely one for us to do. Yeah, I really like how you're focusing on, you know, the, the brands and, and the supermarkets and shops are the people who are going to be, mm. you know, providing this free to the public. Because I think that's, you know, as you were saying, your personal struggle in your eco journey is cost. And I know yep. your boxes are, you know, they're, they're well, you know, they're about £80, are they? Yeah, for, yes. For PP- they're not yeah. cheap, so... <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, for a, yeah. <laughs> for a business, for a business, that's you know completely sort of reasonable. Yeah. And for 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 a consumer, it's not as much so. But you know, that's and I like how that you're pushing that onto the companies and the people mm. who are creating the waste and and you know helping us as consumers you know do you know be able to recycle those difficult to recycle things because at the end of the day like you say accountability the people who produce it are mm. really the people who should be the ones to dispose of it in a sensible way so I think yeah that's a really good future I, I really I really wish you all the success and hope it goes well for you guys yeah. <laughs> great um, and where so where can people find you Izzy what what can people um how can people look you up and see your work so you can head to our website is reworked.com but you can find us on pretty much all of the reworked G lovely amazing (laughs) yeah thank you so much for coming on it's been great to speak to you it's been great talking to you guys Sophie here. I just wanted to hop in and give some background on why I had stated in the episodes that I don't read the Sun newspaper and the controversy with that partnership with Reworked. So the Sun newspaper has actually been banned for sale in all shops in Liverpool and many shops in the north of England as well. And this is due to the way in which the Sun reported a really devastating accident that occurred in 1989 in one of our football stadiums where 96 people tragically lost their lives. 
It was due to poor management and the sale of fake tickets, which led to an overcapacity of the stadium. This meant many people were crushed when a panic broke out. The Sun reported that it was actually the fault of the fans, claiming they were just a bunch of hooligans and thugs that had just started a riot. And this meant that no one was actually held accountable for the devastation at the time. But this was obviously not true, and their false information led to a 21-year court battle by the families who just wanted justice for those that they had lost. So as a Scouser, as someone who's very proud to be from Liverpool, I will always stand with those families who lost someone that day.